Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, low. Hi, low. I feel like I'm Stacey London about to. I'm up here and you're down here. I mean, height wise, that is incorrect. Yeah. Uh, I was saying, I feel like Stacey London being like, you know, we got to get a nice little high low moment, mm-hmm. you know, there may be a high low dress. I remember a girl wore a high low dress to my prom. We were all like, all the moms were like, what happened to the front of your dress? And then years later, it was a trend. And now, hopefully, never again. It will be. Everything comes back. I rebuke some of these trends, though. Like, will I bring back a gaucho? Yeah. First of all, my cankles object loudly, but my comfort is here for it. Will I embrace a low-rise jean? No. No. Never. Never. Never again. Never, 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 never. Uh, But will I buy a shrug? I already did. That seems very much like something style or not you would have put on you're correct and i was like why don't i own one of these again and so i bought one great i don't i wish if i could have my like if i could have my middle school wardrobe first of all oh the fact you could see my aquarius rising just like i had so much kooky clothes but i remember i had like a sequin shrug with like big disc sequins on it would have been nice i could have fucked with that yeah what was your middle school attire? Well, you were popular and cool. So, like, you probably wore, like, two polo shirts and, like, a denim miniskirt. Mm, that was when I was in high school, college. You got to remember our age but difference. You, <laughs> you got to remember our age differences. Yeah. And that album that whenever I open it and the Miley Cyrus stuff is in there, there's definitely some polos and yep. denim skirts. But middle school, it was a lot of Abercrombie. Uh-huh. A lot of Gap. A lot of Dillias. Yep. Yeah, we that the, was the catalog. Yeah, the catalog. That was. But like, what was your? If you could like build your outfit, it would be like think of like like some cargo pants, but like the ones that Britney Spears like used the to zip wear. Off ones. No, they weren't zip offs. Like that Britney Spears would wear, and then like a little baby doll T shirt, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. A lot of logos. Logos were very much yeah. in then. Did baby fat? Was baby fat a thing then? Baby fat was more like a little bit younger than that. Like that was like, because when you say middle school, what are you talking about? What grade? Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth okay, grade. Okay, then never mind. What's your middle school? It depend on where I lived. Because oh. some places middle school oh, yeah. is it's like only two years, right? Yeah, like sixth, seventh. Some is like, and then junior high is eighth, ninth. That's how it was split up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then some places I live like middle school had fifth grade in it. We didn't have junior high. Middle school was junior high. 
So it just depended on where I was living at the time. Whatever it is, though, like if someone needs to reformulate middle school, I think it's a good idea because there has to be a scientific reason why everybody's so mean. And maybe it is because there are three grades. Yeah. Like maybe the two grades is better. Yeah. But again, it depends on what part of the country you're in. That's true. There's also nothing grosser than an eighth grader dating a sixth grader. Disgusting. Jail time. Yeah. Actual jail Same time. Same with, uh, that's why part of Arkansas that I'm from, we, ninth grade isn't part of high school. It's junior high. Yeah. Same, so same then the thing. seniors aren't there. We had a rule that seniors weren't allowed to bring freshmen to under, they weren't allowed to bring, at first it was just freshmen, then they couldn't bring underclassmen to like prom and stuff. Mm. They weren't allowed to go. And I was like, okay, sure. Cool. People still fuck seniors. <laughs> welcome to but am i wrong another wonderful episode you're welcome in advance and how are we so confident that's gonna be great because we're never wrong and also because like how can we not exude greatness when is the last time i produced something subpar <laughs> actually this morning did not have a satisfying boob you add them green beans in subpar here's the thing with with my kind of ibs there's nothing predicting what's going on my IBS is like Fight Club. We can't talk about my poop or else it's not going to happen. Got it. I'm drinking some Calm. Have you ever had Calm before? Oh, I, I've I've had Calm. Yeah, so I'm drinking some of that because my stomach was not calm a few minutes ago. No. It was making lots of noises. She's been gurgling full solo. <laughs> like full solo. Welcome back to the podcast. Or welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time here, we are two people who have not once ever been wrong. And so naturally, we made a podcast so we can tell you when you're wrong mm -hmm. or when you're not wrong. And then we also tell each other if we were in the wrong. Yes. We also just propose hot takes. We ask you if you think we were wrong. And then we round out the show with us nominating our wrong of the week, aka Rachel of the week, who is the woke or one of the many wotes. And the, the one week. that I have this week is terrible. I, so I just want to... For my wrong of the week, there will be a trigger warning for essay. Oh God! Yeah, I don't. I don't know yours. You no. said you don't think I'll know it no. anyway. No, no, no. Oh boy. Well, you might be wondering how we're qualified to give such amazing advice. We exist. Yeah. Have you look at us? Hey, <laughs> look, look at us. us. And if you actually want to look at us, head on over to our Patreon. But no, what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions. Got a lot of them. More Big than us. bubbles. Egos. I was like, I said fuck? big O's. Oh, I was like, the fuck did you say? Egos, big O's, same thing. I got a big ego. Such a big ego. It's too strong. It's too wide. It won't fit. That's what she said. It's iconic. It's just <laughs> so good. Yeah. If I could go back to the first time I heard. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? Shocking. So we mentioned in a previous episode. We were debating, are we going to keep reading the results? Oh, because we didn't even tell you. But one of the best parts about this podcast is... That you get to vote on everything that we propose in the episode. Yeah, we, we can just, you know, prior to... Melissa and I spent like 15 minutes trying to remember Steve Carell's name. Also, we took a break at about... I don't want to talk about 2 it. 2.30, it's 5.30 now. I don't know how we got here. Remember at 2.30, I said, I'm so tired, I don't want to drive home. Well, it took like you going through that thing that we were doing. That took like an hour in itself. What were we doing? That girl's oh, TikTok. Yeah. yeah, there's this TikTok of this girl who was ranking men in Hollywood. And you got to like pick, she like made her own categories. And I told Melissa that I think we need to do it. So we'll do it on maybe a new little thing that'll be coming to your feeds on it Friday. Will. So I showed Melissa this TikTok and 
this woman who did this is universally like so falsely incorrect and like so wrong. And I knew I've never seen somebody more wrong in my life. Never, never in my life. Like I chaos. I almost just said war crimes. <laughs> like this it is was pure chaos. Pure chaos. Like there was no through line. None of it made sense. Like even when I felt like I started to know her, I was like, you're wrong for yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm disagreeing with you, but you're just objectively wrong. So I was like, Melissa, we have to do our own. That'll be so fun. So we're planning on it. We need some time to do it, but we're going to be doing it on Friday. Not this Friday, but a future Friday. So we put it out to a vote. Like, do y'all enjoy hearing the results? And 50-50. Some people love it. Some people hate it. One person was like, it's so boring. So what we're going to do is start releasing it separately along with us just doing a little chit chat, releasing them separately um, on Friday. So you'll hear the results. If you want to hear the results, they'll be in the feed on Friday. I think we'll like it more because I'm getting bored reading the results because I'm trying to... I can tell you are. That's why you proposed it. Yeah, that is why. But also because like I know that I have an issue of talking a lot and going over in time-wise. And so then... I get wiped out before we even like have started the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. to reference my my people. Where are the potatoes? Uh, Pirates? Mm-hmm. Vikings? But like... Same thing. Irish. Are they the same? No. Oh. I think a Viking can be a pirate, but I don't think pirates are necessarily Vikings. Yeah. I thought pirates were just like trying to be Vikings. Like they were just cosplaying as Vikings. No. Pirates also aren't like a, a historical time period of something. No, they're, they're just, still like, pirates con- now. Yeah. It's just like a... An act and a concept mm-hmm. of a... Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like not all heist movies are steal the money movies. Mm-hmm. But all steal the money movies are heist movies. Mm-hmm. I love a good steal the money movie. So, yeah. I was getting a little bored doing them because I was trying to read through them and, you know, not dive deeper into them and talk about them more. But we think it'll be better to do it separately because then we will give us some time to do that. In an extra. In an, a little extra snippet for your Friday. Friday fist pump. Friday, Friday fisting. fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fisting Friday. Where we yes. fist your Friday. That's it. We're going to name it we that. We named it that. Yep. We were trying to figure out what it was. And I told mm-hmm. Melissa, ask me again when I've had my Adderall. And apparently, but that's just the Friday one. The, the other one's not going to be on Friday. Oh my gosh. Wow. Look at us giving you so much tea. I know. As she literally drinks tea. No, I'm not. I'm drinking calm. I thought calm. Oh, that's a different calm. Yeah. I know what that calm is. Yeah. The magnesium thing. Yes. But that makes you tired. It like relaxes you, but it also oh. helps with stomach. Oh, lovely. So that is our housekeeping news. We are just slowly but surely starting to just appear in your feeds every day. So maybe we'll have eventually have something for Wednesday. I was like, that's the only day we'll have left. Yeah. Anyways. So we're not going to read the results. No. Stay tuned tomorrow. Yeah. And you will get the results. And if you want to vote for this episode, head on over to our Instagram. They are normally up on Fridays. I don't know what was wrong with both of us. I think because we recorded on Thursdays, Thursday last week and it threw everything off. So Monday, I text Melissa and I go, did I post those? And she's like, I've been trying to figure that out too. And I was like... I guess, you know, if neither of us can remember, you should probably do it. So they were a little late this week. But we had a long lunch break to make sure that you got a full 24 hours to vote. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking? It took mm-hmm. me a second to process mm-hmm. it. So because of that, we are going to be doing two more, but are you wrongs? Mm-hmm. One each, one extra one each. Yep. So anyone who voted for that, you won. 
Yeah. Well, everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody won. Yeah, we all got participation awards. Yeah. I actually love a participation award. Just because I can't I run don't. doesn't mean I should get I shouldn't get something. Mm-hmm. You get it in what you need. Like you would get your awards like in like, I don't know, speech class. What did you excel in? Art? Girl about nothing. Yeah, you did. No I what you had no electives that you were I did either you they're not like awarded for anything. You didn't get awards? That's the problem. You didn't yeah, get so awarded for you didn't get awards for sports. You need to that's get participation. The problem. Yeah, they should have gave you awards for the other things. So, but also, what am I getting award for? Just because I was funny and cool and like, yes, that is an award. The funniest sadly, person in class. I'm saying the people people should be rewarded for what they're good at. But we need to recognize what everybody's good at. Hold up, are you implying I'm not good at participating? <laughs> No, no, I was not. You were. I. I, I know not. you. I know you. But was I like showing up with a fit? I was. Okay, then get the outfit award. I would have loved that. See, I'm gonna be one of those moms that is like everybody gets a ribbon. Mm-mm. I'm like, you will get your ribbon for what you earned it in. Uh, um. Anyways, our first segment is, but am I wrong? And that's when we either nominate ourselves for something that we may have been wrong in our lives or we have a hot take. But I have a hot take this week um, and I think my stomach was on cue for this very reason. So my hot take is on average 14, everyone does this 14 to 26 times a day, but it's seen as a taboo, maybe even disgusting. And you may ask, what is that? And it's farting. Oh, I have I be, it could have been pooping for me sometimes. So 14, everybody does it. But for some reason, people just like think it's disgusting or like there's shame around it mm-hmm. or we have to hide it or we have to go away. And I believe that we should just normalize farting. I love this <laughs> as somebody who I'm. I will fart on an airplane. I'm so sorry. You everyone. have to. I'm like, not, it has to I come have, out. I'm not going to be physical discomfort for hours right. for you to have a moment of. Right. Get like over it. Eggs. Get you'll over it. If you're wearing a mask, it'll be cut. The smell will be cut in half. You can still if smell them. Natural selection. Yeah. So, like, free the farts. Free the cheeks. Free the farts. Spread the cheeks. Let it come out. Like, just let us just be. Because why are we sitting here uncomfortable when everyone does it like there's not one person that's not farting multiple times a day like if you know it's going to be like a disgusting like one that's going to vibrate through the room maybe excuse yourself then oh oh yeah but like if it's a little little squeaker little squeaker yeah like just let it out let it out well it's women who can't fart men are allowed to fart yeah but like they wouldn't do it like in mixed company like if you do it at like dinner that's still which again that one's a little that's a stretch i think you know there should be some decorum when it comes to it but if we're just sitting here on a couch like fart i think like i don't understand i don't understand like even people that are like you know like when was the first time you took a shit around the other person everyone takes shits and if you don't then you need to go go to the doctor you need to go get that checked out I just can't imagine a man who is worth constipation. Right. Just backed up. Or gas angry. Pain. Gas pain is like you're, you're horrendous. Like they've seen they've seen your vagina or dick or whatever you got down there. Uh-huh. 
And you think that like taking a shit after you hooked up, that's not like, that's just so bad. Like that's so unsexy. Everybody shits. Everyone farts. Let us just be. Okay. Yes. I'm with you a hundred percent on this as a frequent farter, burper, pooper, all of the above. It is in our house. Like it is like Mott, if he has it, if one of us has like a large fart brewing and the other person's in the other room, we will go to the other room, like listen to my fart. And then like, it's just, there is some people are always like, no, I want to keep the romance. You don't know what you're missing. You don't actually know what you're missing. <laughs> There's no level of closeness. It's the same kind of closeness of like friends that you'll like change in front of. Yeah. I mean, I'll change in front of anybody who, unless, as change. long as they're comfortable. Yeah. But like, you know, if it's like, I have a, I have a zit on my butt. Mm-hmm. Like you think about those bonding moments, mm-hmm. those humanizing moments. Yeah. Who are we fooling? Right. I asked you to pop a zit behind my ear one time. There you go. That was pretty early in our friendship, yeah, too. I was like, that was a long, long yeah. time ago. That's just, that's just this, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you love me, if you love me, if you love one of my holes or two of my holes, you have to love all my holes. <laughs> if you love it coming in, you got to love it coming yeah. out. Yeah. So. I will never understand people who like regularly do anal or so like, I would never poop it. I was like. If you're getting your ass eat, like. You need to. Even if you're getting anything else ate. Like, yeah. we've got a, there's a taint size space. Mm-hmm. I was just saying ass just because everybody has one. That is true. Except for me. <laughs> I have the technical, but I don't have the cake. You have an anus. I have an anus. I don't have an ass. You're still getting them pancakes flipped, though. Nice. <laughs> Flip them out, <laughs> Except it's like this. So you need two crepes. spatulas. You need to crepes flipped. I need tongs. <laughs> oh, you are so not wrong. Thank I agree you. with you on all, all fronts. Thank you. And I do think anyone who, like any woman who is in a relationship with like a cis man who says that they are, any any cis woman who has relation, who's in a relationship with a cis man and the man is like, I just don't find that sexy. That's like really and you plan on having children? No. I w- if someone is grossed out by the idea and concept of me pooping, I'm not having a child with you because right. I'm probably going to shit during labor. Mm-hmm. And also, you're not going to change those child diaper, are you? Right. Right. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. You're not wrong at all. Thank you. My, but am I wrong? I just want to give a little PSA. British people, you might want to lock off. You might want to skip forward a little bit before you come back. Or if you are ready to just hear me out before jumping to conclusions that uh, I'm saying I personally went to the palace and killed the queen. I just need you to take a deep breath. She wasn't even there. Wasn't she somewhere else when she died? Oh, I was like, who do you, what do you think I'm talking about right yeah. now? Yeah, but she, wasn't she somewhere else? She was at like a subsidiary. Somewhere, not the palace. It was a palace adjacent <laughs> location. I don't know. My hot take is uh, white Americans are completely hypocritical when it comes to their proposed advocacy and caring about Black Lives Matter and systemic racism shown by their obsession and praise of the monarchy. So people accuse Americans all the time of being like, oh, you don't know anything. Like you're just so stuck in America. Like there are places that are bigger than America when people talk about American issues. And American issues affect on a global scale. Like that is just like a fact. There are a lot of other countries smaller, like we're huge. 
and we have just have a fuck ton of money and also debt. But it affects a lot of other countries. Mm-hmm. And yes, the American school system is not great. I would say the biggest fault in the American school system is history. We don't have a great concept of history. But the way Americans jump so fast, whether it's social media managers, whether it's brands, whether it's influencers, to make a comment about the queen passing and took seven to 10 business days to post a black square with a listening and learning caption for Black Lives Matter without actually even saying anything about Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that people spoke about a queen who they've never met, who they don't know clearly much about, nor the monarchy, nor the actual, like, effects that the monarchy has had on Britain, but also British colonies, spoke so glowingly, so quickly, yet used so few words and so many broad statements to talk about racism within our own country. And just the double standard that I've also seen where people are like, if you're against the monarchy, like blah, 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 like just because her ancestors did this, like, well, what do you expect her to do? And I'm like, you are the same people who are chastising Americans for being like, you are on stolen land, which we are. And also you can't, not being anti-critical race theory of being like, well, no, like, so what, my my ancestors were slaves. What can I do about it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's this, <laughs> you're doing the same thing here, but you just view Mer- Americans as like white trash. And one of these things you view as like right now, a huge, I hope it's changing, but a huge thing is a lot of time people view racists as unintelligent hicks. And then we view the monarchy as glamorous, like, oh, that's rich, that's posh, that's what we want. And as if, that racism isn't real, right? Like, that's not, no, that's like, those are jewels and crowns. And the mm-hmm. rest is like, oh, this is like dirty, poor people being racist. You have no teeth racist. And it's just so fucking hypocritical. And I'm I'm not the biggest history buff in the entire world. You? <laughs> no, I can't. First of all, when... <laughs> we had to give to explain to the class. I have an audition where it's supposed to be set in the 1870s, and I asked Melissa, "It's set in Boston." And I go, "Was Boston in the 1870s?" And she's like, "Yeah, the Tea Party." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I just can't see history in relate, which I actually think might be probably would be probably helpful to most students if we taught learned it this way. I'm not good at seeing history and like what was happening here and what was happening at the same time and how they're related, as opposed to just. Here's this thing, then here's this thing. And he, did, I don't even know if we learned history chronologically. Maybe if you were in school all day on Wednesday. <laughs> no, you know, the, the real yeah. crime is I learned about Mesopotamia and it wasn't getting better than that. And I just tuned it the fuck out. But like I I've been to I've been to where is Aruba still a British colony? No, I that's think a, I think it got was I've been or is St. Martin still a British? One I of think them is. I saw a um a thing yesterday where somebody was breaking down when everything got freed. Barbados just left. Yeah, that's when they had that celebration for Rihanna. I know. It was Span no, Aruba was colonized by the Spanish. Okay. But you know, I've been to Aruba colony like I've been to places that are like colonized by other countries and you see 
that on the airports. Like you see that kind of stuff. So like I have an awareness of this. Also, my dad's whole side of family is Irish. So I have that understanding. And there is a level of you have to just close your eyes and pretend you don't see any of this history shit that like it's just all of it is so hypocritical when it becomes like this is an exception to the rule of like what we see as this is like really unethical and this is just the effects of colonization like we're we're seeing when you this isn't hidden it's not like a secret and if anything I would have hoped that people who had no idea that racism still existed in the United States in like 2020 that they would take that same approach to like learning new things about other countries but it it's the whole thing has just been like so hypocritical and to see these like really heartfelt beautiful like amazing tributes to someone who is a figurehead representing a monarchy that has done like horrific things and has not fixed or repaid or done reparations for the people that they've stolen land from lives from and money from like to see Americans look at that and view it as like oh it's like the crown it's so beautiful it's this this oh this is so amazing this is so great I it's just so hypocritical Mm -hmm. and it just it just irritated me to no end to see how quickly everybody was had something to say yeah And it was like, oh, are you going to pretend you actually don't know any of this? Because you want to say American school system is completely whitewashed, for sure. But specifically when it comes to American history, you don't really have as much of an excuse when it comes to European history. Yeah, that's true. I I thought about how people were always saying, this is not what our ancestors would have wanted. Like those same people were cheering for the queen as in, like, the founders of this country, as in the founding fathers. Oh, yeah, you made a good point. But, like, the founding fathers <laughs> wouldn't want you cheering for the queen. What? So, like, pick a side. Also, 4th of July. Yeah. We're celebrating freedom and independence. Mm-hmm. And now we're crying over who we're celebrating freedom and in- independence from. Like, yeah. I just, and it's the whole, like, separate the art from the artist. I'm like, well, when you're, someone's that old and has been around for that long, like. I think 70 years. Like, it's, it, I'm like, this person she has saw the crown. this shit. Like, yeah. you can't say that, like, this was so far removed from any of it. And those same people who are, like, upset. I mean, they're not even getting to this part, but, like, when Europeans, not, when British, some British people were, like, very upset that I was being disrespectful about the Queen passing because I posted a picture of. Um, which was totally unrelated, a picture of Julie Andrews as Queen Clarice in Princess Genovia. And I said, if which Mia... Which we talk about all her the time. every week. I just posted and I said, if Mia's dad was a pedophile, she would have sent his ass to the guillotine. And it's so crazy to me that like some of you saw that and you recognized a similar story that I guess was happening in your monarchy, which is mm. so wild. I had no idea. But if you saw that and you were upset on a pedophile and his uh, mother's behalf, that's on you. Yeah. But then people were like, you just like, don't speak, blah, 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 don't speak ill of this. Like, this is like, if you have nothing nice, they don't say anything at all. And then, oh, what happened? And then all those fucking people talking shit on Meghan Markle. I thought we needed to respect the people who have passed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what is more offensive than saying something about some true facts about someone's history and the crown that they were the figurehead of and like what they represented? 
when they have passed. What is worse, that or people who are actually still connected to the crown and still alive today talking shit on them? Right. Who's seeing what? Mm-hmm. Queenie's not seeing people. And to, if she was as wonderful and great and amazing as everybody says, she would have been like, yeah, this institution was fucked. Yep. I agree with all of this stuff. And anyone who's like disputing any of that, I'm like, you don't actually think that highly of her because mm-hmm. you think that she aligned with this. So that is my hot take. I obviously don't think that you're wrong. <laughs> if you have Irish heritage and you're out here simping the monarchy just now, your grandparents and my grandparents are very upset with you. They Look at you. Angry. Angry. My grandparents are also probably angry in their graves knowing that they're part Italian, but they died before they found what out. What about the one you actually had once that came over on the Mayflower, oh, yeah. so they would be mad too. Oh, but they, like, they didn't like you. But, you know. Yeah, they, they were like, not They were not yeah. fans. And it was and one, one set came over. But I'm just saying over. the the Mayflower ones, they'd be very upset celebrating. Oh, well, they would be very upset <laughs> but, because they disowned my grandma because she married an immigrant. Yeah. And so they, we... Yeah, I don't. We don't get any of that yeah, inheritance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, fuck all of you. They were the worst. No, but I was saying because like the queen, like they were running away from the oh, monarch. Yeah. Every you're right. Every part <laughs> of mine was like dump the tea. Yeah, fuck them. But like also, yeah, those ones were. Mm-hmm. We don't. To be fair, mm-hmm. those were not the ones I liked. No, of course not. No, they had no fun pancakes with chocolate on them or like sprinkles on bread or or, and, white or bread. Wonder Bread and honey baked ham. Ugh. Loved it there. Honey baked ham with that Dijon mustard on it. Ooh, that is like the perfect salty, sweet, uh-huh. vinegary combo. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation about mustard earlier. Yeah. If anyone wants to know the best mustard ever, Annie's Dijon. And it's like the one that's like, it's a really ugly color. Yeah. It's not yellow. And it's not seedy mustard. Yeah. It's like the whiny kind of mm-hmm. mustard. And then they have a good earth always. brand. I mean, Whole Foods. Yeah. Are you a fan of Grey Poupon? I'm okay with Grey Poupon. I think like it's great added into a lot of other stuff. It's a perfect one for salad dressings and really good on hot dogs, really good on sausages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I lied. I am a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the commercials. You might you might have been too little. I've heard about them, but I they don't They used them. to have these Grey Poupon commercials where... <laughs> commercials where... I'm talking like yeah, this no, for a reason. Where people be driving along in their... Being driven, I should say, in their limousines. And then eating in the back of the limousine eating maybe a sandwich mm. and then they pull up next to someone and roll down the window and said do you have any gray poupon <laughs> and that was the commercial i just know the phrase do you have any gray poupon mm-hmm. i'm like okay yeah. must have been like what's the the i would put it like on the same level of snickers or like a geico commercial now yeah the 90s commercials really they really did their yeah, thing they were selling shit yeah. like before they had social media they yeah. were pumping money into mm-hmm. those and some of them worked they did green ketchup oh god not this again can't ever not bring it up okay should we take a break, break? Mm-hmm. hey there 
it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. 
in our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break hi did you miss us now for our second segment this is but are you wrong where you submit messages to us 
emails and you tell us a situation that is currently happening in your life or just happened or something you've been ruminating on, you want to know if you are the hero or the villain. Send it to butamirongpod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. If you want to let us know like ages, pronouns, go for it. But the whole thing's anonymous. So if you need to make up fake names, please do. Even if you need a fake name for your pet. What was the last one we had? Billy. Billy. Billy the kitty. Hi, Eminem. Had to be different. I don't know how you were different with that. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I love the pods, plural. I go by she, her pronouns, and I'm newly in a relationship of three months. He goes by he, him pronouns. While this relationship is very new, we have dated in the past two years ago. It was for roughly around three months back then. Things ended because of me. I wasn't ready for a relationship. And after experiencing a lot of past relationship trauma, I was finding flaws like it was my job. Fast forward two years, I'm moving across the country. And guess who moved right before me? Him. Naturally, I reached out like the toxic, amazing cancer woman I am. And we started dating. But now I'm freaking out. He is so kind in every way. Nothing wrong. But I just find myself losing attraction to him for no reason. In the past, I would self-sabotage immediately and and end things, but I'm trying to change. He feels almost too good for me, and I feel like I shouldn't follow my past patterns by ending it quickly. Am I wrong for staying in this relationship while being unsure about it? Should I talk to him about this? I just feel like I can't say I'm losing attraction. That's a lot. Not sure what to do here. So sort of a pseudo don't blame me, but am I wrong? Even if I'm wrong, you both never are. Please help. P.S. Definitely going to find a therapist out here soon. Some solid. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think you're wrong for staying in the relationship. I do. Yes. And no. And here's why. She's complicated. <laughs> I think you're wrong if you don't communicate the things to him. But I think if you communicate and you talk things out, it might, it might, it might push, like not push, but like it might help you render some of your past trauma if you talk it out. Like if you say the things that are either scaring you or what your concerns are, not the attraction part, what your concerns are. You know it's going to come out. Not, Not the attraction part. Okay, not the attraction part. Like you voice your concerns, then maybe it can help you get over your past trauma. I'm not saying that it definitely will, but it might. But I think it's unfair to him. Like if you actually like him, which it seems like you kind of still like him, then fine. But if you just don't like this person, if you're not attracted to them, If you just are with them because they're nice and you can't find faults, that means you don't have chemistry and you don't want to be with them. So those are my thoughts. I think conceptually, yes, I think it could help her. I think that there is no way it could help him because the issue is, is when you talk things out in like relationship communication, I personally think is... I'm going to communicate something to my partner that is an issue that we can fix together. But I'm not going to tell my partner, I don't know. I'm just not sure how I'm feeling. I'm trying to figure it out. And there's nothing for them to do. Like, that's just like, you just tell someone and you spiral. That to me is wrong audience. 
Talk to your friend about it. Talk it through with somebody else who's not like emotionally invested because when you can't do anything, you as the person in the relationship, you might feel like it's cathartic because you're unloading, but then this is someone who like has not been spiraling about this and now you've just transferred that spiral to somebody else. I personally, I understand the like self-sabotage thing. I do wonder... You're saying that like I you're you're self-identifying as toxic. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you've done in the past. I mean, toxic cancer is hazardous material like that is. You got to wear the hazmat suit head to toe. That is contagion like that. was. If you want to say that contagion was created in a lab, it was by a toxic cancer. And it is like you you're saying they experienced a lot of past relationship trauma. There's something I also realized like as I got older and I had like lots of shitty relationships, sometimes like self-sabotaging relationships is just like you don't know how to communicate to get out of a relationship. Like you're not ruining a perfectly good relationship. You recognize you're unhappy in the relationship, but you're uncomfortable communicating it. So you get out in the way that you, you know that you can. But I don't always think that that's like a, this would have been perfect if I hadn't done this. Like that is a different kind of thing. And maybe you are doing that, but if you are not attracted to someone anymore and that is something that you had in the relationship prior and something you need in a relationship, that to me is like, that's getting the ick and that is not a work through it kind of a thing. I think if you're losing attraction to someone, that is a really hard pill to swallow. And if you're recognizing that, you've probably been pulling away in other aspects for a while. And I think it's not fair to someone, but I also think not to be a cunt, I don't necessarily think that it's fair for anyone for you to be in a relationship with them right now because you're self-identifying as toxic. It's like, this would be the second time you've done this to this guy. And I just think that like, he's been through enough. What's going to make you sure? Do you know what I mean? Like, is he going to get hurt in the process of you finally re- realizing and figuring out if you're attracted to him or not? Like, are you going to self Are you going to be mean to him? Like, are you going to be toxic? Are you going to be like, please don't touch me? Like, I don't like, ugh. Like, are you going to, is he going to rub off on your everyday interaction? Yeah, I have questions about what your toxicity is, your levels of toxicity, and also what have you done? But also, why did you reach out to him? Was it because you just happened to both be in the same place? Did you follow him there? <laughs> that yeah. was a joke. That was a joke. I mean... He followed him there to ruin his life two years later. But, oh, okay. So when I was saying yes and no before, that was more like for the advice part. But do I think you're wrong? Yes. Yeah. I think it's easy to go back to people who you've like hooked up with before and you've had feelings with before. And it's easy to also think that like, oh, circumstances are different. Time has changed. But like really this what sounds like is he's great on paper, but he's not Not for for you. you. And you're not, no matter how long you stay with him, that's not going to change. So cut the boy loose and find a therapist. Yes, please. Okay. I, 23, she, her, have gotten really into Major League Soccer since my brother died in June 2018 because it was his favorite thing. I follow my team closely and I'm a season ticket holder despite the stadium being over two hours away. My boyfriend of two years, 29, he, him, we met in college, has made it pretty clear that he could not care less about it. He doesn't engage in conversations, doesn't care to watch it if I'm with him and only went to a game one time. He has said directly to me, when we talk about it, that he doesn't like the atmosphere, the game, the yelling, and he finds the chance cringy. For more context, I'm moving to my team's city for graduate school, not fully intentional, but living and working from home for the summer. He moved back home two and a half hours away while he finishes the final things to get certified. There's a game this weekend that I'm going to, and I would like him to come to because it's the only opportunity I will see him until I move and will be four and a half hours away. 
Am I wrong for wishing he would care a little more about soccer because the only thing I have left of my brother? Am I wrong for wishing he'd come to a game because we're currently two and a half hours long distance? Am I wrong for asking him to show a little more interest in something that means so much to me? This is layered Mm -hmm. because I think that this is totally understandable that you have this connection to, to your brother through this thing. I think that it might honestly be kind of a harder thing as a partner to get into if you aren't familiar with like they, if he didn't know your brother, didn't have that relationship, like that is a heavier kind of a more meaningful thing that like, if you're not into it, like that's one of those things for me. Like if I was like kind of into it, if I found out that that's why you were so into it, I'm like, I'm going to opt out because I don't have such strong feelings to it. So I don't want to be able to not match you. Like, I think that that is potentially more disrespectful, but that's my interpretation. I think having separate interests from your partner is like very healthy. And I think that, you know, we can have like an ideals. I would love if like you were also into this thing and this thing, but I, I personally think how relationships should work unless it's a deal breaker that someone's not interested in something and then you should pursue relationships, people who are interested in the same things as you. But I think you should have your own separate hobbies and interests. And then I think when you start a relationship, like you should both find something new that you both can get into and you can both like. And Moss and I got, we had season tickets for our local major league soccer team for a while. And that was something that like, you know, he watched it on TV, but he didn't watch this team. And for me, it was a much more approachable sports thing because it wasn't, we were both like learning. I wasn't, didn't feel like I was being othered in a situation like that. So I think that your partner should be respectful and, you know, kind about your interest and, you know, listen when you want to talk about something. But it's also important to know that they're probably not the right audience all the time and they're not going to necessarily meet you exactly where you are and your enthusiasm for it. But I think that that doesn't mean that they like, don't care. Some people just have different interests. And I think it bonding is finding an interest that you both have don't know much about together. Yeah. You know, I agree because he does not enjoy this. Not only does he not enjoy it, but it's a few hours away, too. So it's not just like, you know, going to a soccer game, but it's also driving two and a half hours there and two and a half hours back. And so, yeah, like, is there something else that you can share with your brother? Like maybe like on your brother's birthday, maybe going to his favorite restaurant with your boyfriend, like find maybe finding something else that, yeah, soccer was your thing with your brother, but that was your brother's thing. Like, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be your boyfriend's thing. So I, I would try to find something else that, that you can do to honor your brother and celebrate your brother and make that part of your relationship with your boyfriend as well. Yeah, I think even if you find a separate hobby and like some form of interest to get into with your boyfriend, it might take pressure off and he might be like once a year down to go to a game because he might not feel like he, there's an expectation of like how he has to be. Because that's hard. When you know that you don't like something, I always think it's way better to tell someone that versus like, I don't want to ruin your experience because I'm not going to be the kind of person you want me to be in this situation. But if some of that pressure is taken off, it might feel like you can actually have fun because he's, you know, there's other ways to kind of bond. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I were him, I really wouldn't want to attend knowing I don't like it because I feel like that just is very disrespectful. Yeah, there's just so much in it that he doesn't like. He doesn't like the game. He doesn't like the chance. He doesn't like the fanfare around it. And do you really want him there 
not enjoying something and then ruining your time and then that connection that you have yeah, with your brother. That's exactly how I feel. I just, I, I think that this is something that's special between you and him. Mm -hmm. And like Melissa said, if there's something else that you can have where you obviously still have your, the things that are really connected to you and your brother, I don't know how well your boyfriend knew your brother, but if you want to have him included in something with that, there's probably another thing that he would enjoy more and then it wouldn't tarnish mm -hmm. that event for you and ruin something that's like means a lot more than just yeah. a soccer game or break up with him and date someone who is obsessed with soccer be the perfect time too since you're going to be away for college or for grad school uh oh not saying that you should do that but if i was a know. toxic cancer giving you advice <laughs> <laughs> all right here is the next one i 22 she her Work in a lab with two other people, Jane, 45, she, her, and Christy, 55, she, her. Next week, Christy is on vacation for her birthday, so today was the last day Jane and I see her until she comes back. Jane came in today telling me she got Christy muffins for her birthday and gave me partial credit. I have no idea. I had no idea she was doing this and felt guilty for not giving Jane any money prior to giving me half credit. They both have gotten me combined gift cards for my birthday, but the truth is that I don't want to participate in coworkers giving gifts. I offered Jane money, but she denied. I still plan on giving Jane money for the muffins, but I wish I knew ahead of time. Am I wrong for not thinking about Christy's birthday, not wanting to give her anything, not wanting to participate in getting coworkers gifts? They're both wishy-washy people, so it's hard to tell them directly how I feel. Love the pot. You had a great situation. Why would you fuck that up? What do you mean? Someone else put, don't worry about paying me. I'm giving you credit. Yeah. But you don't have to give any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Like, if you don't want to participate, don't participate. This isn't something that's required. One, two, like, I'm not of the mindset that, like, everybody that you work with is, like, family and you should be treating like the, them like that or even, you know, celebrating their birthday. I think that's, like, a bonus but it's not a requirement. So, you know, if she wants to give muffins, she didn't ask you ahead of time. So like that's on her. Mm -hmm. So since she didn't ask you ahead of time, then, you know, just don't say anything like thanks. But I didn't say that I wanted to be included in this and this shouldn't be expected. Yeah, I think you just take the credit and then you're like, OK, cool. You, But I think like going up and like, just you know, I actually didn't give you. Or you could muffins. even say... <laughs> Girl, you know I didn't, you know. Yeah, like, that was all her. That like, was all her. They are both significantly older than you. There is a little bit more of those niceties in... Yeah. Like, they're old enough to be your parent. Yeah, that there's something that's a little bit more traditional sometimes in those, like, workplace things. And I don't know how long they've worked there, but, like, sometimes people just need to have a little fucking fun. Mm -hmm. And you're young you're probably still in that grind phase and they've been there for a while most likely and they're just trying to find some ways to bring some happiness throughout the day but also she just got back from vacation <laughs> but i also just think i'm like if it's if you're not being asked to do anything then don't do it like what they're gonna do what they're gonna do like yeah. they're gonna give you credit or they're not gonna give you credit but like it's unless someone is expecting something from you and asking something for you from you i think you just stay out of it because it's hard to claim that you don't want to participate in something by then making a statement. Like, I don't want to, I, it, you need to just be blah, say, I don't care about it. Yeah. And like, 
oh, I didn't think about it. But if you communicate like, I didn't think about this. I didn't want to do this. I don't want to participate. If you communicate that like you weren't even thinking about Christy's birthday, you don't want to give her gifts. You don't want to participate in getting coworkers gifts. That is, that's just like making a lot out of something that I'm like, if you don't want to participate, just like quietly don't participate. I don't think you're wrong for any of that, but I would think that you are wrong if you do anything other than just roll with it. Yeah. And don't feel guilty. You have no reason to feel guilty. I don't even think you really feel guilty. I think you think you're supposed to feel guilty and you don't. Hmm. And I don't think you should feel guilty. I think it's just, yeah, these are just older women and finding some happiness in the nine to five. Wee. Hi, Eminem. This submission is not a joke. I promise. It's a really great way to start this. Okay, I am very confident that I'm wrong for this, but I was just listening to the urinating Don't Blame Me episode. This is super embarrassing, but YOLO. Is that Kefron? I suffer from urine. Incontinence. Yeah, I can't say that word. And constant UTIs at the ripe age of 22 and have been since I was 12. I am finally on a wait list to see a specialist. Anyways, one time last year, I was in a dorm living with strangers. I peed on the communal hallway floor because the bathroom was busy. I ran away from the place. We had cleaners, but I didn't notify anyone. When I came back, the floor was disinfected. I feel really guilty. Was I wrong for running away? Yes. And if you feel comfy answering, what would have been right? Yikes. Thank you. So you already said that you were wrong. I think you want confirmation that you were wrong. Yes, you were wrong. You know those are those are cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what would have been right if you have this issue. So you need some adult incontinence diapers. Or like briefs. Thinks some- makes underwear too. Yeah, something that you can wear that you don't have to, not wearing all the time, but I mean like if you're then running into your dorm room, having those on, having something on you like all the time and or being able to run into your dorm and having a bucket, a cup, a, a bo- something else where A, you are 22 years old, you cannot be nude in public or even semi-public places. That's not good. Especially college, there are some people who aren't 18 in college. Mm-hmm. And it is messy for someone else to clean up. Like, this is not your fault to be in, to to deal with a health problem like this, but you do need to take, like, daily precautions so... That you're not putting that on someone else. Like, that's yeah. not someone else's responsibility to clean that up. No, and I think even if you, like, there's, of course, like, extenuating circumstances where you're like, it's an emergency. I'm like, I don't have anything on me. Like, I thought this would be fine, this blah, blah, blah. Then what you do is you call up a maintenance. And I think it's even better in cases of, like, health stuff. I know there's some, like, things that might feel, like, embarrassing with this. But I think letting someone know when you move into a place, like, ahead of time, being like, hey, I do have, like, the same way, like, you, for, like, disability stuff for college, you can get extra accommodations and stuff. But if you have, like, a health condition, like, making sure that they know that, too. And so maybe there's, like, is there, like, a number I can text? I don't have to, like, call someone and then talk to the same, like, talk to a different person and explain every time, like, it, can I have a maintenance man's, like, or ma- can I have a maintenance person's phone number that's works in my dorm and I can text mm-hmm. them and say something, so... Or even going to a different floor to see if the bathroom is usable. Also, I think like you you won't be able to completely disinfect it, but I think cleaning up after yourself is something like don't leave it. Resolve makes a powder form that'll, you know, you can sprinkle it down and then it dries a little bit and then you can clean it up and then let them know that they need to come. I mean, because urine is 
sanitary that yeah. they need to come and once it dries, need to come vacuum up the powder stuff. But like, there's just a a, a, a more responsible way to handle. It. Yeah, you you either need to take responsibility and start cleaning, or if you're not going to clean it up and you don't have the supplies on you, then you need to call someone and like let them know because yes, they saw it on a camera, but that's that feels disrespectful for their job too. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, and especially because it's not like um this is something that m- could possibly happen again, and mm-hmm. you want to make sure that people know that it's a medical condition yeah. and being respectful of that versus them thinking that you might just being reckless. Like, yeah. cause it is college people yeah. get drunk and do it. But also I feel like if you let, if you haven't let your school know, then they, if you let them know, they might put you in a room yeah. that has its own private bathroom. Exactly. Like you, if you let it, you should have accommodations. Uh-huh. And I think that I, I have a hard time believing your school is giving you accommodations. If you have peed on a hallway floor. Yeah. And so I think that the, that don't you're doing yourself and people who work there and your potential like people who live with you. And again, I cannot stress enough if there's someone who is under 18 and they see you that can be and they tell a parent mm-hmm. that's a whole. They tell the school first before they even tell the parent. Yeah. That's a, or someone's like little sibling is uh-huh. visiting like you could get in like some serious legal trouble and if your school's information about like disability and accommodations, you will also be legally more protected. Yeah. So I do think what you did was wrong. I think you know what you did was wrong. It's also not your fault, but there is responsibility you can take. Mm-hmm. I like the end of it with yikes, though. Yikes. Yikes. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. <laughs> yikes. Thank you. Okay. We'll be back. <laughs> Now it's time for our final segment, but are they wrong? And this is where we nominate somebody in the zeitgeist, the wrong of the week, Rachel of the week, who, you know, is just a pisshead. I love a pisshead. <laughs> Maybe we should switch the order. Just because, yeah, let's, yeah. we're going to switch the order because mine's dark. Okay. And if you want to tune out, then, you know, you can tune out after Megan does hers. Okay. I would like to nominate... Jimmy Kimmel. I will say, Jimmy Kimmel, this might be the whole reason why I learn which Jimmy you are based on this alone. This is also a, co- a common conversation that we have. About, I always am like, which Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I did type in um, Jimmy Fallon on Twitter and I was like, oh, wrong Jimmy. Okay. So the Emmys, as we're recording this, the Emmys were yesterday and friend of the podcast, <laughs> Quinta Brunson. Best friend. Best. Bestie. Bestie of the podcast. One for writing on the pilot of uh, her show, television show, which is also a friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Avid Elementary. Fantastic. How many times have we talked about it? So good. So I did not watch the whole show because Why? I value my time. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I surprisingly do. I, of course, watched the clips of the people I cared about and none of the bits in between. But if you missed it, Jimmy Kimmel, so there was a bit with him and... Uh, another presenter before they were giving the award. And the bit was the other guy coming on, dragging Jimmy on stage. So Jimmy's just been laying down the whole time. And I'm a huge fan of laying down, but there's a time and a place. 
Then Quinta accepts the award. They say her name. She gets up there. She gives him a perfect opportunity to get off the floor where she's like, Jimmy, you like you go down there like, Jimmy, I won. And he just lays there the entire time she gives her acceptance speech. So all these beautiful photos of her literally looking like she's been dipped in gold. She looks like she looks delicious. She looks like a chocolate wrapped <laughs> like Willy Wonka bar. Like perfect. If you made an like <laughs> like a NC-17 version of Willy Wonka and there was like a like a a temptress who like came mm-hmm. out of the river. It that yes. like she is a chocolate siren. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like she's just like glow. She's just stunning. The dress, everything, the look, beautiful. The makeup. And then we have Jimmy in the bottom, in the frame of all of this. She has to give this speech while he is laying down there next to her. And none of it is funny. And it's like made my blood boil that she was. A, it's not a funny joke. They wouldn't have done it if it was a white person who was getting up there to accept an award. But then also she, as a wonderful comedian that she is, who's she's been on his show a ton of times, gave him a perfect out. I don't think that the Emmys, the organizers, the writers of the show, I don't think that they were like, stay there the whole time. No, make your own fucking calls. I don't think that anyone thought that he should stay the whole time. I don't think that anyone planned for him to stay the whole time. I thought he thinks that it was going to be extra funny. Mm-hmm. And he's attempting, and I would say in the circle that I follow on Twitter, failing to steal her spotlight in a positive light. Like he's like, it makes him look like, oh my God, he's so funny. Ha 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 ha. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so wildly disrespectful. And I have great faith that she will win more and more Emmys. This is the first of many, but on the off chance that this is the only one, why did you get up there and ruin it? Yeah. And then people kept asking her about it the rest of the night and I saw one interview and she was just like you know I I don't know what was going on I mean I know Jimmy he gave me my first break on a late night show to be a guest like she was just kind of like bumbling through it because that's not what she wants to talk about no that's I want you to this article NPR I usually love you this title who is the Emmy winner Quinta Brunson besides the woman who had to step over Kimmel huh huh Mm -mm. No, that's so disrespectful. Even if you're coming at it from a point of that was disrespectful for him to do, the way that you report on this, you're succeeding exactly what he wanted to do, which is make himself a part of her moment. Uh And so if you're going to report on it, you need to make sure in the first three lines, you make it abundantly clear that what he did was disrespectful and completely fucked up. Uh, Not after I read past once I subscribe for your article. Mm -hmm. Like that's just not it. And someone pointed out on Twitter or a lot of people pointed out on Twitter This is actually not his first time inserting himself and having a wrong take and a wrong choice at an award show for uh, Black winners. He was there for the Moonlight La La Land fiasco. I did not even catch this part. So when La La Land, one of the producers or the director of La La Land realized, and he immediately, like some of the people, I mean, I'm sorry, that is one of my favorite moments in Hollywood of all time. I just, thought you were about to say one of your favorite movies. I was about that? to say Megan. You know, you know that's my Rose. One of my, you, know, <laughs> you know how much I hate that movie. Yeah, I know. I, I was, I, I tried to walk out of the theater, but I was, with, I was with more people, and I was like, "This is the worst movie I've seen in my life." I, I can't, I can't. I talk about the. I hate this movie. I talk about this movie more than I talk about the Greatest Showman. Like I hate it so much, and 
in the moment when this it had, it was read that it was La La Land, people came up and um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling was shocked because if anyone hates La La Land more than me, it is Ryan Gosling. And it was either the director or one of the producers. A lot of whispers were going on on stage of like, what, what, what is that? And then one of the guys is like very loudly like, no, we didn't win. Okay, let me read this. And Jimmy is like, Come on, it's fine. No, it's, oh, what? And then when he, he's, this guy from La La Land is getting like progressively like a little more curt with Jimmy. And Jimmy, after they cut from the wide, where he was like, no, guys, come up. Like, Moonlight, come up. You won. Like, you won. This is amazing. And Jimmy goes, I, you know, I, I, you can keep it. Like, I think we can probably get them. And then he goes, I want to give my friends, I'm excited to give this to my friends from Moonlight. And you hear Jimmy again, cameras off. And he goes, oh, I, I mean, why can't I just keep, why can't you keep the award and they get a more? Why can't I, I just that give part. them all awards? I forgot he was the one that was saying this though. Wow. Pattern. Pattern. And I am just livid and it just makes me mad because he, sure, he has a relationship with tons of, tons of different celebrities. But that's his job. Exactly. It's because he is the ABC late night person. So Abbott Elementary is on ABC. Like, and because of that, and then because he, people make stops as part of PR, he feels like that he can take advantage of it. It feels like the most obvious sense of onus that he's ever had, which I'm like, you think because you had her on, like you didn't discover her because no. you had her on the show. You have a contractual obligation. We've been obvious, knowing like, Quinta. I'm sorry, you are talking to old. This podcast, we've this podcast has been a friend of Quinta before Quinta. This podcast existed. Mm-hmm. We we love her, and like the internet also has loved her. Like you did not discover her. You did not give her a platform. You had a contractual obligation to have somebody do PR on your show, and you had some people. You had some smart people on your show who got her as a guest on your show. You just give the awards out. Why do we have to have all this pomp and circumstance? Well, nobody's it? watching it. We're no. all watching the clips. No uh-huh. one's watching what the hosts are doing. No one's watching the exactly. bits. Exactly. The only time anyone watches the bits is like the opening sequence for the Oscars, which is pre-filmed. Yeah. Give us a TikTok version of the award shows. That that's where I literally am getting my content yeah. at this point. Yeah. All right. So my turn. Yeah. Okay. Again, strong essay. It's terrible, but all right. In case y'all didn't know, if you're new here, we hate the cops. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. And so this week I'm nominating Bobby Labrito of Newport Ritchie, Florida. What the? F- I'm sorry. There's a place called Newport Ritchie, Florida. Yes. It's outside of Tampa. Checks out. This police officer was transporting a 17-year-old girl to a juvenile detention center in July. This officer, Bobby Labrito, he was he is 43 years old and a corporal and a police corporal at this Newport Ritchie Police Department. And while he was handcuffing her, He lifted her shirt and bra and groped her breast. And this was according to an internal report attained by the Tampa Bay Times. He also allegedly looked through the pictures on her phone and said he was really trying to see what her titties looked like. Quote, during a ride to the to the hospital. Well, I'll tell you while they were they were going to the hospital in a second. He allegedly looked through her phone's photo gallery and Snapchat account and found pictures of her twerking as well as her naked press. And then he took photos of that, of those with his phone. And then while he was looking at these photos, he hit a deer. Yeah. 
So he hit a deer. Perverted and stupid. Perverted and stupid. And so then they had to go to the hospital and later. Did someone, they get hurt? Or did the deer, oh, okay. They got like a bad. Not really bad, but they had to go because. For some reason, I thought you were were going to like, they were bringing the deer to the hospital. No, no, no. Because they hit the deer, then because it's law enforcement, they have to go to the hospital. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then he gave her half a sandwich to eat. But after t- afterwards told her that the sandwich wasn't free. And then as he was looking through the photos again, he said that he wanted to have a threesome with her and her mom and he was going to check up on her later. So he was fired on August 12th after this was reported. Quotations, actions in this matter were in violation of numerous departmental rules, regulations and departmental procedures. However, he has not been criminally charged and isn't likely going to be because there's no proof that he did any of the other things, even though they did an internal investigation. And at first, the Newport police chief, Kim Bogart, initially said that the girl's story was unfathomable and had no preponderance of evidence, but I didn't have the, but then later said, that now that they don't have any provable cause to charge him. So saying at first she didn't believe, I guess, I don't know if Kim is, because Kim can be unisex. I don't know. So Chief Kim first didn't believe the girl. And then after this investigation was done, they said that they can't find probable cause for it. And a forensics analysis of the girl's phone and a review of the vehicle footage appeared to corroborate her story, but Labrito denied the allegations in interviews with investigators. And a detective wrote in the report that Labrito said that he did not believe he did anything immoral or illegal, but he did admit to breaking protocol. So he's been fired, but there's no criminal charges. So that means he can go get a job somewhere else, go a county over. And this is why there are no good cops, because mm-hmm. this is the system in which protects them. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That is horrific. Horrific and awful. And that poor girl. And it's Florida, too. Just recently, earlier this month, I mean, in March of 2022, Congress finally closed the loophole that allowed federal officers to claim sex with people in their custody was consensual. And in 2018, that loophole existed in 35 states. Yeah. And if that statement does not, like, it, 2022, and the only reason why it blew up, there's a BuzzFeed story that blew up about a, 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 a young, young, young person who was being detained by a cop and was assaulted by said cop and then found out when, went to report it that that wasn't illegal because he could claim that it was consensual and she would have to, prove that it wasn't consensual, but when you are a detainee, you are automatically, your word is not being taken as fact. You are not taken as credible. So therefore, by default, it is the officer who gets to decide if it was consensual or not. That that loophole only closed by Congress because of a huge fucking uproar online Mm -hmm. from this article. And it's just so broken. Like there isn't, it's not morally, it is so Morally and ethically, it is so broken, but that is just from our own perspective when in reality, this is, there's a reason why it's like this and it's for them. They're mm-hmm. not changing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I mean, I can't. I just, that's so, so fucking horrific. Yeah. How old was 17? 17. I also take major issue. And if my dad could hear me, he'd be like, yeah, okay. I take major, I take issue with law enforcement in general. I take major issue with law enforcement involving themselves with minors. Mm-hmm. Having our, the legal system, like the juvenile legal system is like so royally fucked for everybody. Like it doesn't protect anyone. If there is a young, if there is a kid who has like some serious developmental anger issues or control, someone who has like, is a danger to themselves or others, the juvenile justice system doesn't protect the public no. from that person, nor do they protect that person from themselves. But we do keep those, a lot of those juvenile records. There's some of those, we're crossing things over right as people turn 18 and we're planning so people will then have a record even if you could get it expunged because it's sealed when you're a kid. Like it's yeah. just, it's designed to be a complete power trip and it's working and it's so fucked. Yeah. You would think in theory, that the entire world has smartphones now. Like, everybody is watching cops. And this is what you do when you know the whole world is watching. Mm-hmm. Because that's how confident they are. That They're like, you can't touch me. There was a dash camera in yeah, there. Yeah, you can't touch me. I'm invincible. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. And it's like, you're right. Can't. It makes me livid. Yeah. So, we should probably end on a little bit of a higher note. Because I don't think you get a lower note than that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Emmy wins. Yeah. So many beautiful ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were some ones that weren't great, but I didn't watch any of those. I just watched the clips of the people I cared about and I liked. Shout out to Quinta, of course. Cheryl Lee Ralph. Lizzo. Lizzo. Jean Smart. Zendaya. Zendaya. Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. And we've officially come to the end of the acceptance speeches that I watched. Yeah. Yep, that's who I cared about. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. All things that we talk about regularly. Yeah. Only Murders in the Building did not win anything, but there was a very cute moment with Selena Gomez, which is that her favorite part about doing a TV show with Martin Short and Steve. Martin. I didn't even realize they're both Martins. Was that their paparazzi don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was good. She's got her comedic chops. Like, I know you weren't a Wizards of Waverly Place girly, but like. I did watch a few like, episodes. Alex Russo, she was there with the comedic timing. And like, you know, we we didn't get that from Selena for a while. She really took a hiatus. And she's back. She's back on Only Murders okay, Building. Okay, I guess I'll watch. So she's, I was like, Selena, my cell girl. Like, it's, she's got the side eye. That sarcasm never left her. Alex Russo is still deep inside of her. And I loved it. And I also just, Martin Short's character, he's like, it's, he's so funny. I think that he either has a writer who's writing all of his lines or he's writing all of his lines. He's like a phenomenal writer too, as well as actor. So he's probably. Because the what he does and what, like all of it, I'm like. Even Steve Martin, like he comes from, like he wrote a lot of movies and comedy and stuff. So, because he's a comedian yeah. first. I assume that. Because they, they all three produce it as well. So yeah. I assume that they're like heavily involved in like writing, if not like a ton of improv as mm-hmm. well. But like I would die to just see dailies of Martin Short. Like I would just die to see like the see the other take. Like I can't imagine that they're all the same. Like it, he's so good in it. And it's just so fucking funny. So okay. lots of wonderful things for television. We absolutely love to see it. Mm-hmm. And... Our, what's, what do we name that we were going to do? Our Friday Malala fisting. of the week. Oh. 
Whoa, you cannot say fisting and Malala in the same sentence. I didn't know where you were I going. I was saying Malala, you said fisting. I said Friday fisting. I thought you were going to talk. I thought we oh, were wrapping oh, no, 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 things no. up and you I were talking about. I was going to say, the, to nominate the Malala of the week, I would say, is Halle Bailey for yes. The Little Mermaid. I can't talk about it too much or I will start to cry. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The videos, if you have not watched, if you want to just... They, oh, the, the 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 warmth and just like the pure joy watching these videos. It's just phenomenal and so important. And explain what the videos are. Oh, then. sorry. So so she is playing Ariel and they really drag it out in the trailer where you see the tail and you see and you start to hear her sing. And then probably like the second or third note, they pan out and it's black Ariel. And it's just watching these little kids. I don't want to get choked up, but like watching these little kids, it's so beautiful and exciting. And as a white person, I have never felt that that's not something it's assumed that like, yeah, like so that unparalleled joy from toddlers, elementary schoolers, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college age, full adults, grandmothers, like watching this and people who in their 70 years of life have not seen this and I'm in not my 70 years of life and it's not something that I've ever come up. Like, it's just, we're watching a cultural shift and like mm-hmm. a historical moment that killed me. And I saw so many comments of people being like, the last time I felt like this was, like, was Brandy Cinderella. Yeah. And I was like, this is just, oh, it's just like, it kills me. It's so good. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so she's got a Disney princess voice. Yeah. And I'm, face too. Oh yeah. Like she, she's got she, the big eyes and Yeah, she looks like if you had a coloring book yeah. of like this is if I drew a Disney princess. I saw a hilarious meme. Which one? Of uh <laughs> it was Ariana Grande back in her uh Nickelodeon yep. days. Split cat. Uh and then I guess not current days, because now she's Asian fishing, I would say. Um so like Two years ago, how she looked and people were like, because her hair is red in both the pictures and people said Ariel then and now. That's good. That's <laughs> it was really good. Really good. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. And I think it's going to be like an incredibly successful movie. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. Huge. That is our episode. We hope you enjoyed if you want to write in for an upcoming episode, please do. Send us an email at butamirongpod at gmail.com. If you have things you want us to talk about in the podcast, uh, Rachel's of the week, the woad of the week, or hot takes that you maybe have, or you saw something that you wonder if we have the same hot take or anything, you can always send us a DM on our personal accounts or the podcast Instagram. Tag us in a TikTok, tag us in a tweet, whatever you see that you want, and maybe... If we are passionate about it, we'll talk about it. Or if we have nothing else to talk about, we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. So if you're still listening, go comment on the Instagram what your favorite show has been. It can be an Emmy winner winner, or it could not. Yeah. Favorite show in the last year. Yeah. That's a good one. Anything else? See you tomorrow if you want to hear the results. For Fisting Friday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On Fridays, we fist. On Fridays, we fist. That's our good wrap up from tomorrow's episode. Okay, we'll circle back. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. 
Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.